Oh my gosh, what was that? Hey, runners, this is Jim. Somehow I got into this house. I, I don't know. It's really creepy and it's dark and cold. And I see blood all over the walls and floor. There's this insane guy walking around with an axe. And I keep hearing screams. And it's freaking me out, man. Wait, wait, wait a second. Here he comes. Hey, dude, what's up with that axe? You're going to hurt somebody with that thing. That blood that's dripping from your face and hands is freaking scaring me. What's wrong with you? You need to be a little bit more careful. I don't like you, and I can't stand that stupid podcast, Feel Good Running. And when I catch you, I'm going to chop you up into little pieces and we'll add your blood to the others. I'm coming for you, and I'm going to catch you. You're going to be sorry you ever came to this house. Seriously, a chainsaw? What are you gonna do with that thing? Saw some limbs off of people? Man, I need to get away from you. You're a trip and need some serious help. I'm, I'm getting out of here. I'm gonna start running. Good thing I'm a runner. This is a big place. I don't know if I can get away from this dude. He seems pretty fast, too. We gotta get on with this episode. I know you wanna hear it. I'm still alive to do more episodes for you, okay? Alright, here we go. Enjoy it. Oh man, get away from me. I don't know if I'm gonna live. I I gotta go faster. Get away from me, dude! Get away from me! Welcome to the Feel Good Running Podcast. No matter what level runner you are, and whether you prefer road or trail running or both, you will find this podcast informative, motivating, inspiring, and entertaining. We have interesting guests, running-related information, inspirational stories about real runners, and much more. Now, here's your host and a longtime runner himself, Jim Lynch. Hey, runners, what up? Happy Halloween. Oh, I'm so glad I got out of that house alive. That guy running around with an axe and chainsaw bloodied up and blood all over the walls and everywhere and screaming going on. Human body parts on the floor. Oh, I don't even know how I got into that house, to be honest with you. But I'm glad I got out of there safe and sound. That was scary. But uh, <laughs> welcome. My name is Jim Lynch, and this is my podcast, Feel Good Running. I'd like to welcome you to it. So glad you're here. If you're brand new, thank you for checking us out. And again, I always appreciate my regular listeners. Well, I have a good episode for you, and I have three motivating running items. And in one, I get a little intimate and talk about how over the past five months or so, I completely lost the joy and motivation of running. Yes, I lost it. In all my years of running, I finally hit the wall and lost my joy of running. But I'm now getting it back, so not to worry. You'll hear about that in just a little bit. Well, runners, the fall race season 
with all these nice live races is coming to an end. And in just less than two weeks, the New York City Marathon will take place, the last major in the U.S. And I know there's also a lot of other races happening in the next few weeks. And if you're participating in any of these final races of the season, well, good luck to you. I myself just ran the Denver Colfax Half Marathon. It was an awesome day. Such a well-run event and beautiful weather, lots of runners. Just a great day for a race. We even ran through the Denver Zoo and a fire station. So nice to participate in a live running event again. I'll tell you, it was such a well-run race. The expo was phenomenal. It was at Empower Field, which is where the Broncos play. We call it Mile High here in Denver. Over the years, there's been different corporate sponsor names. Invesco, Sports Authority, now Empower. You know what? We're always going to know it as Mile High Stadium here in Denver. So they can name it whatever they want. But to us, it's Mile High Stadium. Oh, yeah. You know, the finish line was really incredible. There was a lot of activities going on. There was a band, there was a beer tent. There were several corporate sponsor tents there with information. My running group, Runner's Edge of the Rockies, had a tent there. A lot of activity at the finish line. Really good to see. And you know what? Speaking of live races, we want to hear about your fall race experience. What was it like? How did you do? Did you feel comfortable around other runners? We want to hear. So here's what you need to do. Go to feelgoodrunning.com forward slash my race. Once there, you'll find all the instructions. You can record some brief thoughts about your race. You can do it from your phone, laptop, tablet, whatever device you have that has an internet connection and a microphone. And what I'll do is include yours and others on an upcoming episode. And, you know, your thoughts will really motivate other runners. So don't be shy. Just go for it. So, again, go to feelgoodrunning.com forward slash my race and participate. It's what this running thing is all about. Participation. This is just a part of it. So thanks. Thanks for your consideration. I appreciate it. All right. About a month ago, maybe just a touch over a month ago, I was running with my running group on Saturday morning and I was running with this wonderful woman that I've known for several years. And we were about a half a mile from finishing a 10 mile run and my toe caught some uneven pavement and I supermanned it. And when I say I supermanned it, I really did. And I realized something. I cannot fly. You know, I thought that I could, but I cannot. So when I fell, I went right down on the palms of my hands. And what I can figure is that my left wrist weakened and I went all the way down and exfoliated my face with cement. Yeah, it was a really pretty sight. I'll tell you, I looked kind of rough for a while there. But I went and had my wrist x-rayed and they didn't find a break. But during the week, it got a little worse. I was having trouble holding things and even picking up a cup of coffee was really difficult. And so I called my friend, Dr. Michelle. She's an orthopedic surgeon and I run with her just about every single week. And she told me to come back into the CU Medicine Clinic where she's at. And she said, you're not a good patient. We gave you a splint and you did not wear it, a removable splint. 
and we're going to cast you. So I went back in, they did some more x-rays, still didn't find a break, but they think that I have a fracture that didn't show up in the x-rays. So for the last three and a half weeks, I've been wearing a cast, this purple cast, and it is a pain in the ass. Let me tell you, I do not like wearing a cast. I don't like anything about it, but I have to wear it so the wrist will get a little bit better. I have one more week, one week, and I get this thing off of me. But just know that injuries happen. I mean, you can have shin splints, you can have hamstring issues, you know, you name it, plantar fasciitis, or you can be a complete klutz like me and do some damage that could have been avoidable if I would have just lifted my foot up a little higher. I'm not sure if this happens to you, but for many, when you're running long distance and you start to get fatigued, you'll notice that your body leans forward. If you go to a marathon finish line or even half marathon, you'll notice that some runners are coming across and they're actually leaning forward instead of straight up. Well, in my case, I was leaning forward. I was a little fatigued. And when my toe hit that uneven pavement, I just thrust forward and went right down. But hey, I ran the Colfax half marathon with a cast. And you know, it was really cool that at the very top, it was open enough that I could just fit my gels in when I did that half marathon. So how about that? Silver lining. All right, enough of that. I know you all feel sorry for me. And, you know, you can send a note and say, hey, I'm sorry you're such a klutz, Jim. Hope you get better soon. Right. All right. Well, happy Halloween, runners. Are you going to dress up this year? Get out there and do some fun stuff? It's been a while since we've been able to do that. So get out there and enjoy. All right. It's time for this episode's running stories. And I think you're going to enjoy them. Searching anywhere and everywhere? Get ready, because it's time for this episode's inspirational feel-good running news. As Dr. Seuss once said, when something bad happens, you have three choices. You can either let it define you, let it destroy you, or you can let it strengthen you. I can so relate to the great Dr. Seuss since I've had some not-so-pleasant things that have happened to me in my own life during the past 10 months. This also applies to a lot of us who have ever endured running injuries. We know that a minor setback can often lead to major accomplishments when we overcome our injury. But I recently read about a guy from Wisconsin who was seriously injured in an accident and made a running goal his road to recovery. Chris Rand from Fox Valley, Wisconsin, summed up the past 13 months in one word, perseverance. See, back in August 2020, he and his wife were camping at Wildcat Mountain State Park in Wisconsin. During the night, he wanted to see the stars from an observation deck in the park that is known for the extremely clear views of the constellations because there's no light polluting the night sky. He stepped away from the observation deck and instead of finding the path to his camp, he accidentally got turned around and stepped off a cliff. Yep, you heard me right, off a cliff, and tumbled over 100 feet, hitting the ground head first. The result was a broken back and a broken neck. 
flying there, he knew the only way to survive was to get up and start walking until he could find help. His phone was up on the observation deck, so he started out stumbling and looking for help. After struggling to make it less than a mile in one hour, he spotted some headlights and headed in that direction, which led him to a house. He knocked on the door and fell to the ground. When he woke up, he was in the hospital with multiple serious injuries. Doctors at the trauma center told the 46-year-old retired Marine that he would likely never walk again. They were trying to prepare Chris and his wife for the worst. And after his surgeries, the doctors told him he could try to walk again, which Chris took as a challenge. By October, for his first step, he could walk almost a quarter mile. But recovery from each walk took days. But he persevered and kept walking. As a next step, he started hiking and got involved in the state's Ice Age Trail Mammoth Challenge. To celebrate the trail's 40th year, there was a hiking challenge. Anyone who hiked 40 miles in the month of October earned a badge. And yep, you guessed it. Chris has that badge. Chris wasn't a runner before the accident, but since mastering walking after sustaining a life-threatening accident, he decided the natural next step was running. So he signed up for a local Memorial Day 5K race and again crushed it. After the race, he immediately set his sights on a natural next step, a half marathon. He signed up for this fall, last month's Fox City's half marathon and finished in two hours and 54 minutes and 44 seconds. That is an amazing time for being told he may never walk again a year earlier. Chris is even thinking of taking the next step and training for an ultra marathon. Wow. This is so inspiring. This guy is the ultimate example of perseverance, which is how he describes himself. I love how his goals were set along the next steps, which is a great way for all of us to think about setting our running goals. So with that, here are six steps to setting running goals that I picked up from the website 366daysofrunning.com. The first goal is to set a SMART goal. Now, you may have heard of this one before and already familiar with SMART goals. Now, don't create a generic running goal such as, I'm going to run. Because what that really says is, I'm going to try to run some kind of distance when I feel like it and maybe when the weather is good and when I'm not too busy or run down. Instead, set yourself a goal that is specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timely, or smart, such as I'm going to run two miles every day for 366 days starting January 1st, 2022. But why don't you start sooner? Why wait? Everybody starts off on January 1st. And these New Year resolutions go by the wayside. Start right now. Why not? The second one is shout from the rooftops or just blab to everyone. Now that you've set your running goal, share, share, share. Tell everyone who will listen and a few who won't about your new goal. But I would suggest to start with runners or athletes since they will get it. Your confidence will grow from the overwhelming support shared by the positive people in your life. And you'll work harder to prove the naysayers wrong. Number three, plan your schedule. 
Now, to make your running goal happen, you need to be prepared. And while on a run, start planning your next day schedule and where your run will fit into the roster. Pretty simple, huh? Number four, do you really want it? If you do, act to make running a habit. Now, if you start your SMART goal and plan your schedule, you will make running a habit. No excuses. If you truly want your running goal, you'll prioritize it above everything else to make it happen. Accountability is so important because only you can achieve this goal. There's no delegating running in your health and fitness to someone else, right? Number five, celebrate your successes. Find little ways to reward yourself as you achieve each running goal. Little rewards can keep you motivated and on track. And just don't start off a fitness goal that's outbalanced by chocolate rewards. Have some really fun rewards like, say after 70 miles, you buy yourself a brand new pair of running shoes. Or maybe a nice new dry fit top or a hat or pair of socks. Something like that. Make it fun. And number six, here you go. Run one extra day. At the end of your 366 days of running challenge, you likely won't know how to stop running. It will feel wrong to take a day off, so run an extra day. It will reaffirm that your goal is now a habit, and it's time to leverage that by continuing on. Don't stop because the goal is complete. Seriously. I have a friend on Maui. She is at 1,677 consecutive days. If you break that down, that's about four years and six months, something like that. And she only wanted to do a year, and she just kept going. So she did her 366th day and just kept going and going and going. And now she's at 1,677 days. Her name is Zora, by the way. All right, so those are six next steps to keep you running based on a goal. Easy? Right. Well, easier if you don't start off with a broken neck and a broken back like Chris ran. Just remember to persevere. Chris has and continues to step up his smart goals and reaches them. And so can you. Remember, mastering every step get you closer to your ultimate goal. There's a link to Chris's article and these running goals, which you can find at this episode's show notes at feelgoodrunning.com. And Chris, keep doing what you're doing, man. You, my friend, are an inspiration to us all. I think all of us as runners are fully aware of the benefits of running, so I thought I'd take this opportunity to celebrate a couple of people I ran across who actually changed who they are because of running. And I mean both mentally and physically. I love it when I hear these stories about life-changing experiences that come from running because if you've been listening to my podcast, you all know I am a great believer in the power of running and how it can completely transform people. We've all heard the term game changer, right? Well, I think of these stories as life changers. I'm going to introduce you to Christian and Kelly. Now, Christian is a guy who lost 112 pounds and Kelly shed 54 pounds through her journey. They both have the same secret weapon to thank. 
running. Sure, it took a lot of discipline and other factors contributed, but they share one common thing, and that's the power of running. Another thing they both share is how hard it was to start running and how now they can't stop. Can you relate? Now, Christian Turner topped the scales at 256 pounds. Back in 2012, he didn't really intend to lose weight. He was perfectly happy chowing on double cheeseburgers and chugging mixed drinks at the club every night. But one day as a joke, he did one of those insanity workout videos. He kept doing knee lifts and push-ups every day for a while and started to see results when he stepped on a scale. But he was bored and didn't want to keep it up with just body exercises so one day he decided to start running it wasn't easy and he struggled like all of us did when we first started running but he didn't stop his technique was to run from corner to corner on city blocks and rest in between but soon one block turned into two and then three miles and then suddenly he was running eight miles then in 2015 his mother passed away and he started to stall because he was distraught A friend saw that he was losing motivation, so pushed him to go out for a run together. And that was a life changer, Christian says. That was the first day I fell in love with running. I felt a new energy that hit my body and helped me get away from the pain. Now, if anything happens, I go run and I feel better. I can so relate to that. Now, last month, Christian ran the Hoka One One Chicago Half Marathon. And the dude ran it in two hours and 53 minutes and two seconds with an average pace of 13 minutes and 13 seconds. That is so frigging awesome. And I'm so proud of him. Christian has changed his life. And he knows that if he hadn't start running and stopped eating poorly, well, he was destined to experience health problems and live a life he didn't want. That's why he set out on a life changer so that he could be his best self and inspire others to do the same. He certainly inspires me. Well done, sir. And now let's meet Kelly Fitzgerald. Kelly has a real interesting life changer. See, before she started running, she actually knew a lot about it, but had never put on running shoes and didn't know the first thing about actually running. She knew about running because she grew up going to road races. Her dad, who had polio as a child, competed in wheelchair racing and raced everything from 5Ks to marathons. They traveled all over from New York to Texas for him to race, but she never had the desire to run. It never inspired her. What did inspire her was the desire to change her life because she was addicted to fast food, never left the couch, and felt terrible with constant headaches. She knew as she approached 40 years old that nothing was going to get better unless she did something dramatic. Right after her 40th birthday, she began her life changer. In August of 2019, she started a Couch to 5K program from day one and she hated it she felt terrible and she wanted to quit she walked a lot her knees hurt and she had bad shin splints she also has asthma and struggled with breathing but she didn't stop instead she made adjustments she asked for advice she cut out the junk food and changed her diet to support her running 
It took her three months to run a mile without walking. Then on May 2nd, 2020, she ran two miles for the first time without walking, which was a huge milestone for her. Her goal at the time was to run a 5K without walking. And on May 9th, 2020, she ran her first 5K and she ran it in 34 minutes and two seconds. She said to herself, who is this person? She had become a healthier version of herself. She found a piece of herself that was missing. Yep, it was definitely a life changer. From then on, it was racking up one milestone after another. From May through November 2020, she kept up with it. And about a year ago, on October 31st, 2020, she ran her fastest 5K at 27 minutes and 24 seconds. And her fastest mile was an 8 minute and 53 second pace. Oh my gosh, that's great. And on November 14th, 2020, she ran her first official 10K race and placed second in her age division. How awesome is that? Now today, Kelly's still going even after a number of setbacks in the spring. She has lost 54 pounds in 14 months. She admits it was hard, but does not regret making the decision. She also says the last two years of her life may just be the best two years of her life. I agree. Darn, you're awesome, Kelly. I've included both stories in the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com for this episode, and you can read them and applaud these two rock stars. They share so many things in common. They both had poor diets, were overweight, unhappy, unhealthy, and when they started running, they both hated it. But their journeys were life changers, and hate has now turned to love. Over this past summer, and actually since May, I lost the joy of running. Yeah, I said it. I really did. It was hot here in Denver, and virtual races were still going on, and running just didn't seem to have the pizzazz. And I think a lot of us felt that. I just found myself struggling just to get out the door. And there were several days I had my running gear on and never even went out. It would be late in the afternoon or early evening and I'd still be wearing my running gear from the morning. I was bored with my running route and had zero desire to find another one. And for the first time in all the time that I've been running, I lost my drive. It seems the only two days I was somewhat interested and motivated enough to run was on Saturday morning with my running group or the Wednesday night run club from our local running store, Runner's Roost. And it was more agony than pleasure. I was struggling each and every step. I hated it. And this is something that I never experienced in all my years as a runner. I started to stop during my run and walk. When that inner voice told me to stop and walk, I did. And it kept getting worse and worse and worse. I completely lost the mental fortitude to push through like I had thousands of times before. I always was able to push through, but now, all of a sudden, I was walking, and I didn't care. And I think, damn, I don't want to walk, but I just didn't care. This was actually scary to me and a concern. Was I going to quit running? It's my life. It's what I do. I do the podcast. I motivate people. I can't quit. I finally said to myself, you need to figure this out, man. Well, maybe you've been there too, how sometimes you just don't feel like you've got it. 
By that, I mean you're completely stalled and you just aren't feeling the next mile or even any mile or even able to get out the door to run a mile. And it's probably not your body. It's your brain. And I totally agree. It's the brain. It's the mind. Now, races are back. Live races are back. Maybe you've been training throughout the pandemic for your next big race, but you feel stuck in a rut and your muscles just won't do it. I felt this way for sure (laughs) the past several months, and I even bailed on an August half marathon. I just didn't feel like doing it. So I started to look into what some experts call mental fatigue. I read an article on shape.com that shares a new study in the Journal of Medicine and Science in Sports and Exercise that found that when runners were mentally tired, it negatively impacted their pace. When study participants ran while mentally fatigued, their run not only felt harder, but actually was harder. Researchers noticed sluggish-minded runners had lower oxygen consumption. And when it comes to VO2 max, the higher the better for your fitness. What I learned was that while we are all busy training our bodies, what we need to do is train our brains as well, our mind. Get it? When you're putting in the workout time, it's your mind you need to condition to get past that moment when you just want to quit or start walking in my case. That's because mental fatigue can seriously affect your workout. Here's why. With every step, your muscles are sending signals to the brain, telling it what they need in order to keep going, namely oxygen and other fuel, and then reporting their level of fatigue. The brain then responds, adjusting muscle contraction demands accordingly, says Marcus Amon, Ph.D., a professor of internal medicine at the University of Utah. Amon says, if we can train our brain to respond to muscle signals in a certain way, we can actually push harder and for longer. But new research in the journal Medicine and Science and Sports and Exercise found that the brain can actually underestimate how much gas you have left in the tank. And in response, ask your muscles for less effort. According to the article, here are a few things you can try to train your brain and overcome the blockade to your best run and possibly your best race ever. First, cheat the system. According to Samuel Marcora, PhD, the director of research at the School of Sport and Exercise Sciences at the University of Kent in England, performance is not directly limited by muscle fatigue, but rather by perception of effort, he says. We create our own limits in large part because of what our brain thinks. Keep the upbeat thoughts coming as you rack up the miles and tell yourself powerfully positive statements like, you will definitely make it up this hill. Then make your brain associate exercise with something that feels good. The fake it till you make it approach totally applies. Positive thinking really does work. Just as with your muscles, when you lighten your mental load, you can go longer and stronger. Second, power through the burn. During your everyday hustle and even your average daily workout, your muscles are getting plenty of oxygen from your heart and lungs to help power their movement. But when you go hard, this aerobic system can't keep up with the energy demands and your muscles have to switch to their auxiliary power, eventually blowing through their fuel stores. 
But remember, burning legs or quivering muscles are just a heads up that you are approaching exhaustion. They are not necessarily your real limit. And again, I've powered through this mentally thousands of times. But I'm really glad I'm doing this segment now because I need to get back to the point where I can power through mentally. And third, quench your thirst and your mind. The right beverage can rev your brain to give you more go power during exercise. For a mid-workout game changer, swish and spit out a carbohydrate drink such as Gatorade to see a performance boost. According to a study in the Journal of Physiology, cycle participants who wet their mouth with a sports drink finished a time trial at least a minute ahead of the control group. Functional MRI scans showed that reward centers in the brain were activated when drinking the carbo-heavy drink, so the body subsequently thought it was getting more fuel and, as a result, pushed harder. I used to say to myself, my mind controls my body. My body does not control my mind. Well, somewhere along the line in the past several months, I've lost that, and my mind has become weak and almost given up. For example, if my body sends a signal to my mind, let's stop and walk for a little bit. My mind goes, yeah, all right, dude, sounds like a great idea to me. And I stop. So my body won. But over the last month, I'm turning a corner. So the information that I talked about and the few things that you can try to train your brain will certainly help me. And I'm so glad I found this article. And a few other things that have helped me re-energize recently is the cooler weather, of course, motivation from my running group and live races. Right. Live races have helped me a lot. I've done the Denver Hot Chocolate 15K and exceeded my expectations. And two weeks later, I ran the Colfax Half Marathon and was pleased with my performance. It was a breakthrough for me and my runs are finally getting better. I'm running more consecutive, longer distances without my body telling my mind that I need to stop and take a walk break. I'm working harder at ignoring that noise and powering through. Certainly not where I was in the past, but I'm getting better and that feels good. And I'm now getting fired up to set some goals for upcoming half marathons and other races that I plan to run in the next six months. I'm in a much better place with my running and excited to see the results and what I'm now again capable of achieving with my running. How about you? Think about it. Running is a life game changer, but expect peaks and valleys. It happens to all of us. I just happen to have been in a very extreme valley that I'm just climbing out of. So what's the lesson here, runners? Just don't quit. Train your brain. I've included a link to the articles in this episode's show notes at feelgoodrunning.com so you can read more about training your brain. We've all heard the expression mind over matter, and it especially applies to those of us working up to our next big race and even our everyday runs. I think we can use our brains to keep our muscles moving beyond what we thought was possible. I truly believe this. Well, I hope you enjoyed those stories. It is a pleasure to find them and share them with you. And I hope you get something out of them. There's something in there for each of us that could possibly make us a better runner. And of course, a better person. 
All right. You know, I like the quotes. Gotta have a quote. And this episode's quote is from Dr. George Sheehan, the author of Going the Distance. Here it goes. Eventually, you learn that competition is against the little voice inside you that wants you to quit. (laughs) Oh, do I relate to that. Eventually, you learn that competition is against the little voice inside you that wants you to quit. Yes, that voice inside my head won for a little bit and almost destroyed my joy of running. But I'm overcoming it. I'm getting through it. That little voice that tells me to walk, tells me to quit, it's not going to win. No way. So what I'd like to say to you is to push through it. Don't quit. Don't listen to that little voice. Don't give up. Kick that negative voice to the curb. You know you can do it. You are friggin' amazing. Okay, runners, once again, I'd like to ask you to share your fall running race experience with us. Just go to feelgoodrunning.com forward slash my race for all the instructions. I really want to hear your words about your race experience. And believe me, it will motivate other runners. Don't be shy. Participate. Go to feelgoodrunning.com forward slash my race. Well, that's it for this episode. Hey, and can you do me a solid and share this episode and podcast with your running friends and on your social media platforms? By you sharing, it will absolutely help the show to grow. And I can't thank you enough for your support. You're awesome. So until next time, runners, remember to always be kind to others, even when some are sadly not kind to you. It's really good for your heart and soul, and it's the right thing to do. We need more kindness in this world, right? Peace. Peace.